0: I see you You were shining Like a diamond In that dress We were young and love and reckless We were just Two kids When I went And signed my name Now here I am Later, coming home to you. I'm flying with my brothers. Yeah, we fought real hard. We're all packed up and headed home. And if you're reading this, there'll come a time real soon. Where family, friends, and flowers fill the room. Two men with starched white gloves Fold the colors till they touch It's probably more than I deserve But I'm proud to get this much Sending all the love I ever had Inside this folded flag Starch white clothes. fold the colors till they touch. It's probably more than I deserve, but I'm proud to get this much. I'm sending all the love I ever had inside this folded flag. I'm sending all the love I ever had. this folded On
1: Auto Plaza Direct. King's Court starts now.
0: Mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard.
1: Day morning, St. Louis, and all points north, east, south, and west. We welcome you, and this is the Window World, STL-Cars.com, King's Court on kevinslaytonshow.com. Show.com. This is where you come to hear the live version of the show every single day, Monday through Friday, where you will get the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. Only here. And then the podcast will be on Amazon, Apple, Google. Spotify, and any anchor in any place that you listen to podcasts. You can always get that right here on our website. We have a lot of ground to cover today because there's so much. President Trump sat down for an interview with one of the enemies of the state, Brett Baer, a pretend conservative who's actually a liberal in conservative clothing. And while Brett Baer might think he got the better of Trump, although not necessarily Baer as much as the demented old codger Brit Hume, who probably doesn't belong commenting on anything, his hatred for Donald Trump is so severe. Anyone who hates someone that bad should not be on a national network. Comment on things that are factual. If you want to comment on Biden's declining mental capabilities, that's a fact. That's not that you hate Biden. Those are facts. If you want to comment on the destruction of the country under Biden. Those are facts easily provable. But when you claim as Hume did that President Trump was incoherent, then we've got a problem and I'm going to make a fool out of Brit Hume here for you in just a few moments. Well, not as much I will, but Greg Jarrett will, who is an actual legal scholar. Brit Hume is not. The last time I checked, Brit Hume is nothing but a washed up Old political reporter hack, who even on his best days wasn't great. But that's coming your way. That's just an appetizer. Just an appetizer. You're going to hear a lot from President Trump from that interview yesterday. A whole lot. You'll hear Ron DeSantis sounding very much like he is Donald Trump, or at least wants to be Donald Trump. It's fascinating just to think about that comparison, but he, sur- he sure sounds like it. You'll hear the little black lesbian, Karine Jean-Pierre, declare for all who would listen that she, Karine Jean-Pierre, the little black lesbian, is actually an historical figure. Her words, not mine. You get a special treat today. You get to hear Nicole Wallace again. That's always fun. It's a good way to start your day because you know that no matter what you do the rest of the day, there is someone dumber than you. It doesn't matter what you do. I don't care how dumb you act during the course of a day. Nicole Wallace is dumber than you. Now, you'll hear the media trying to somehow make you believe that Joe Biden is energetic. You're going to hear that as they also try to destroy President Trump with their lies and will destroy their lies. You'll also hear one of these Republican freaks, or excuse me, one of these Democrat liberal freaks Stacey Plaskett, who's not really even a congresswoman, yet they have her, I don't get this one, they have her as part of hearings. She's just a delegate. She's not even a congresswoman. And she will tell you that Donald Trump needs to be assassinated. That's all coming your way this morning. I know it's hard to believe. It's hard to stomach all of that in just one day. But we've been able to do it for you. How about that? It's not often you can get all that in one show, but we've even got more than that. That's amazing all by itself, isn't it? But we also want you to know our good friends, Window World, have the proper windows for you. You want to improve the look of your home? You want to improve the thermal efficiency of your home? Do you want to save money on your utility bills? If the answer to all of those is yes, Window World is your answer. 314-993-1800. That's the call to make. 314-993-1800. They'll come out and give you a free in-home estimate just like they did for me. That's what Window World does. And they'll prove to you why they're simply the best for less. It's not a slogan for a company. It is their way of doing business. And they do it well, better than anyone else, which is why they're the preferred window of the Blues and the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs that's defending Super Bowl champions. At Window World, they give you a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass breakage, and labor. Now, they can do that because they use double-strength glass. That's not often used. In fact, I can't find it anywhere. Unless you ask for it and unless you pay extra for it. At Window World, it's not an upcharge. It's the normal windows that they sell you. And in fact, if you take Window World windows, let's say you want 14 windows, and you take all of the same kinds of windows from the other companies that sell them, same kinds of windows, same number of windows, and price it out as we did, you'll find that you'll pay one-third less if you buy from Window World than you will from the competition. One-third less. That's quite a bit of savings. Not to mention that lifetime warranty against glass breakage parts So Window World's your answer, 314-993-1800. They also offer 18 months, same as cash financing with approved credit. That's the Window World way. Well, we have an update on our phone issue from yesterday. So it appears as though when we move studios, T-Mobile was supposed to transfer. Well, I shouldn't say T-Mobile. It was Charter's mistake. And t mobiles I'm going to give them 50-50 because when I spoke to the T-Mobile people, I said, I'm transferring my phone over to Charter since Charter was going to give it to me 12 months for free. So that's what we did. But the people at T-Mobile, I guess, didn't understand that, of course, I meant both of my phones. And so the listener line was never transferred. It remained in the hands of T-Mobile. Well, because we no longer have a deal with T-Mobile, we're not paying T-Mobile. T-Mobile then decides they'll shut down the listener line because we're supposed to be paying them since they didn't transfer it over. Charter, on the other hand, knew of the existence of the second line and didn't transfer it over. I, being the naive consumer, figured I didn't have to take them by the hand and explain to them, even though they both knew I had two phones, Please make sure you transfer both phones, you numbnuts morons. And so they didn't do it. So now it will be three to five days before we'll have our listener line back up and running. Three to five days, you say, for what? All they have to do is flip a switch. That's right. But they have to send me a new phone. And gee whiz, that's three to five days. Everything you do in this country these days, every service industry, anything you buy, other than, I have to say this, Amazon, will take you virtually a week to get it. My son sent me a book for Father's Day. He ordered it on Friday. I had it on Saturday. On the other hand, I ordered some, uh, not flip-flops, but for lack of a better word, slip-ons from Under Armour to wear at the beach, at the pool, when I play golf, to wear after I take my golf shoes off. That took a week to get delivery. But it didn't go through Amazon. It went through Under Armour. So while I hate to give that much power to one company, Amazon at least delivers. They almost always have what you want, and they get it to you today or tomorrow. If you want to pay a little extra, today. It's unbelievable that the rest of the companies in this country are so inept, so incompetent, so lazy, and yet I've pinpointed the problem for everybody. It's all these foreign or illiterate people that they hire. Foreigners who can't speak English, so therefore everything gets lost in translation. And illiterate people that shouldn't be working a job without severe training and still can't get it right. I experienced, of course, what everybody does. I was on hold with T-Mobile for 33 minutes yesterday, at which point they accidentally disconnected me. And so you have to go back to the beginning. I'm sure everybody listening has experienced that one. That's always a thrill, isn't it? Maybe I'll just start ordering my products from China. China! We are the most incompetent. We've become the most incompetent country in history under Biden. These are facts. These aren't my opinions. You don't have things on the shelves. Supplies chain issues are daily. We have rampant inflation. Gas is 42 cents a gallon more expensive, you say. You mean than when Biden took over? No, since February of 2021. I'm sorry, of 2022. Since February of 2022, gas prices have gone up 42 cents a gallon. I I keep making a mistake here. Let me start over. Since February of 2022, gas prices have gone up 42%. There you go. 42%. In a year and a half. Now, that's on top of the gigantic spike that preceded that. Nobody can do anything in this country Competently anymore. Nobody. Which is why this country desperately needs a businessman like Donald Trump. As a friend of mine accurately pointed out, the standard of living in this country reached its peak during Donald Trump's presidency and that is so, so true. So true. And that's what we need to go back to. And when you listen to him, he inspires confidence, hope, anxiety, in the sense that these thugs have been trying to pursue him and ruin his life. But the hope that there is there with Donald Trump, the confidence, I would end this Ukraine war in 24 hours, and then he tells you how. He would cure inflation in a matter of weeks. How? How? By drilling, baby. Drilling, as he says. And he would close the border in 24 hours. That isn't hard. None of this stuff is hard. But Trump knows what causes the problems in this country. And he then addresses them. As a businessman can. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's get it done. Not all of this nonsense that you see. If this country wants to fail miserably as it's failing now, continue to vote for Democrats because that is a surefire way for apathy to set in, for laziness to set in, to put people in charge who don't want to work, who don't know how to work and who have no idea what to do. If you want to keep this country in that state, which is right where it is now, keep voting for them. But then look yourself in the mirror and blame you. Don't blame anybody else. Don't blame Donald Trump or the mega-Republicans. Do you ever notice that the Democrats are always quick to tell you whose fault the problems are? But it's not theirs. It's never theirs. As Trump admitted somewhat grudgingly during this interview with Bayer, he hired some bad people. He also, however, said that it was 10 to 1, he hired good people to bad people. I would disagree with the president on that one. I would say it's almost 10 to 1 against. So we have a disagreement there. But I know he's proud of some of the people that he hired, even though they were stabbing him in the back. He did have some choice words for William Barr, though, and we'll play those for you as well. But this is the state of the country we live in. A simple telephone activation takes three to five days in this country now. It's pathetic. And I'm not the only one. I'm not sitting here whining that I'm the only poor poor person that this happens to. It happens to everybody, and it happens every day. And we put up with it. That's my point. If that doesn't piss you off, then you can't be pissed off. Do you want to waste half your day? I wasted two hours of my day yesterday trying to get a phone activated. I'm sure people have wasted two hours of their day waiting for the cable person to come to their house or waiting for the bug person to come to their house or waiting for the gas company or the electric company to come to your house. Why is it they always give you two-hour windows? Are you that incompetent? I can. T- if you say to me, Kevin, can you be at such and such a place at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? I don't tell them, well, I'll be there between 1 and 3 or 3 and 5. I tell them I'll be there at 3. And I'll be there at 3. I'll probably be there at 245, unless there's traffic. Where is that work ethic? Where is that being on time? Where is the service industry in this country? It's at an all-time low. And it's a combination, I believe, of gross incompetence and also gross laziness. We are a lazy, apathetic country. We operate just like the leaders operate. They're the example. Biden's sitting on his ass every day, sitting in his basement every day, complaining about Trump, wondering which part of the stage he's supposed to exit and enter from, telling the queen, God save the queen when the queen's dead. God didn't save the queen, the queen's dead. We don't say that anyway because we're not a monarchy. We're a republic. He doesn't know that, but don't whisper it to him. And then you've got the idiot with him Harris, who's now disappeared again after she came out for her Juneteenth comments last week, or her gay comments last week. It was gay pride. I can't get my wacko holidays together. Juneteenth and gay pride month. I can't keep them together. And that's all this White House ever does, is talk about those two things. While inflation eats away at every American. While gross incompetence eats away at the supply system in this country. They're worried about gays and Juneteenth. No wonder the country's where it is. I didn't think we had a gay or a Juneteenth problem. But apparently we've got to spend 30 days honoring the gays and another holiday honoring the Juneteenthers. Are you surprised I did a show yesterday on Juneteenth? Does that make me a bigot? A racist? Since I ignored what isn't a holiday? Pretty soon the government's going to give out so many holidays that nobody will ever work. And if you don't have a holiday to honor your grievance group, you need to protest a little harder. (laughs) Can you imagine if this Green New Deal ever became a reality? It never will, I don't believe. But imagine if it ever did. Our quality of living would never be the same. We would be regulated into oblivion. No businesses could thrive. Small business would be dead. Biden's already killing small businesses. You want to look at successful people, they get things done. Time is very important to successful people. They want it done, and they want it done yesterday. And they get it done that way, or you get fired. It's pretty simple. We can uh, be critical of billionaires. A lot of, a lot of times people are critical of billionaires. Oh, they've the billionaires get all the breaks. No, the billionaires make their breaks for the most part. I mean, some people get it handed to them from family, but others make it. And they don't make it because they sit around on their ass. They make it because they make business promises, then they deliver, and they deliver on time. By the way, just so these Juneteenthers understand a bit of history, which, of course, they don't, Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation in January of 1863, not June. So I want someone, some black person out there who claims this is a Juneteenth, or maybe Biden, since he's the president and he honors the day with a holiday. I'd like for someone to explain to me why it's Juneteenth. And not january tenth, <laughs> jan <Jan-teenth. laughs> uh, Here's why. Because it's all made up. It's stupid. It has no meaning. Okay? If you want to honor a day for the freedom of slaves, then honor that day. Don't make up something. Juneteenth. Honor the day that Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation. I mean... <laughs> The whole country's nuts with with this kind of craziness. Everybody should have a day off? I don't think so. We have too many off as it is. Imagine schools today. They get a fall break, Christmas break, spring break, summer break, all the regular days off. So while we celebrate New Year's Day on January 1st, we should also celebrate the issuance of the Emancipation Proclamation because it was January 1st, 1863, that Lincoln announced that all persons held as slaves within the rebellious areas are and henceforward shall be free. Now, I know that the black community apparently wants their own holiday for something that they're making up. They want their own national anthem, although I really can't blame blacks for that. The black community shouldn't be held responsible for something as stupid as the black national anthem. That would go to the white people like Roger Goodell at the NFL who started the BS of playing the black national anthem. Of course, it's no such thing. The black community never called it the black national anthem in my memory. I don't ever recall the black community naming it that. It's a song. It's just another song. I can give you a couple of Harry Chapin songs. Can we make those the national anthems? I think they're really good. They told some great stories, but they're not anthems for the country, and neither is the black national anthem. It doesn't exist. So don't be fooled. It doesn't exist. So on New Year's Day, when you say Happy New Year's, you can also add Happy Emancipation Proclamation Day if you so desire. But it wasn't yesterday. Yesterday was simply June 19th. Not a day that shall live in infamy. Not a day that shall live in Femi. Infamy or Femi. Just a day, just like today. Usually hot, usually warm and humid. But nonetheless, no more, no less than a day. Before we go any further, our prayers go out to those folks that are trapped on that submersible... I guess it was, and I didn't realize, they had trips down to the bottom of the North Atlantic to view the Titanic for tourists. It's like going up in the arch, except you go down, and you go down a long way, and there's a great risk to your life in going down there. And apparently that's exactly what happened. No one knows the details, but I heard one of these oceanographers yesterday talking about going down there in a submersible, that if you get too close to the Titanic, There's all kinds of apparently very strong seaweed and crap hanging off of the Titanic, and if you get caught in it, it's like getting caught in a a web, and you can't get free. And we don't know if that happened, but he said it's certainly a possibility. The other thing is they lost power on their way down, or at least they lost communications, perhaps indicating they lost power. And if they lose power, what happens? But the saddest comments were from an oceanographer I heard this morning, who said that even if they locate the submersible, there's nothing they can do for them because it's the only one that's qualified to go that deep. 6,000 square feet of square tons of pressure, square feet of pressure. It's an inordinate amount of pressure that goes when you're that deep. And so if it, springs any kind of a leak, people are crushed to death immediately. But why would you have only one vehicle that can go to that depth? Wouldn't you have a backup before you start taking tourists on a sightseeing trip? Wouldn't you have a backup? It would seem that you would. I smell a bunch of negligence lawsuits. You know, they love to, this Juneteenth thing, they love to make it uh, honoring the slaves in Texas being freed. We don't care about Texas. Texas is part of the union, okay? All slaves were declared free by the Emancipation Proclamation. So if Texas was a little slow on the uptake, that's on Texas. It's not on us. If they were still ringing their bells down there on the plantation, calling the slaves in for dinner, that's on Texas. It's not on the rest of us. Lincoln freed the slaves in January of eighteen sixty three. That's the end of it. No further discussion. Should we have a day to celebrate when the Missouri the Institute instituted the fifty five mile an hour speed limit? Should we have a day for that too? I'm tired of all these days. So our prayers for those poor souls that appear lost by all indications their oxygen is run out. Even if they were alive, so hopefully they will there will be some sort of finality to it, and people will know what happened. But it sure is a sad day, tragic day. So our prayers go out to those families and to those poor souls who are down there for a miracle that they would return safely. I mentioned at the top of the show what a washed-up hack Britt Hume is, if he was ever a non-washed-up hack. I'm not so sure. But he made a career out of being a Washington reporter. And now he has, or he did have, when Roger Ailes was alive, some power at Fox and still has some sort of emeritus status over there where they call on him for him to pontificate on certain events, such as elections. In this particular case yesterday, the Donald Trump interview with Brett Baier. Now, Brit Hume hasn't hidden his hatred for Donald Trump. In fact, he, in fact, he probably hates Donald Trump as much as Biden does. That's a fact. Anytime Brit Hume is called upon to talk about Donald Trump, it is venom vile that he spills out of his mouth. So you can pretty much count on it. When Bear asked Trump if he was afraid of being jailed, he said he wasn't because the law was on his side. The law being the Presidential Records Act, which he cited accurately, and the precedent that was set in the Clinton case with the tapes that Bill Clinton took and put in his sock drawer that was... Validated by the Department of Justice at the time, and then reaffirmed in court. Trump coherently, accurately cited the proper legal laws and precedent that govern his case. And he did it in a lucid manner. Which I'm a little surprised because it's not easy if you're not a lawyer. But I would assume he knows it inside and out since it's his life that's at stake here, his freedom. Brit Hume called that incoherent. His answers on the matters of the law seemed to me to be diverge to on incoherent. Um, he seemed to be saying that the documents were really his, and that he didn 't give them back when he was requested to do so and when they were subpoenaed because you know he wasn 't ready to because he hadn 't sorted them and separated the classified information or whatever from his golf shirts or whatever he was saying. It was not altogether clear what he was saying, but he seemed to believe that the documents were his that he had declassified them evidence to the contrary and 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 therefore he you know he, he could do whatever he wanted with him, which I don't think is going to hold up in court. Well, we're glad to know what you think will hold up in court because you're not a lawyer, so you shouldn't be commenting on legal issues. You're a stooge. Secondarily, what you think is irrelevant because you are not the law. You don't interpret the law. You're not a lawyer. But worse than that was claiming that Trump said that the documents were declassified, and he, Hume then said, evidence to the contrary. What evidence? What evidence to the contrary is there? There is no such evidence. None, zero zip. The president alone decides what is classified and what is declassified. The president does that. Not Brit Hume, not Jack Smith, not Merrick Garland, not Biden prior to him being president. So Donald Trump is correct in assessing the legal case against him, 100%. Spot on. Now, you don't have to take my word for it. I am a lawyer. Brit Hume is not. But Greg Jarrett is a lawyer. Greg Jarrett also is a very uh, esteemed person when it comes to the Constitution and the understanding of these particular laws. And while the rest of the legal community liberals, liberal legal people, claim, well, (laughs) the Presidential Records Act doesn't even apply here. Yes, it does. They want to somehow charge Trump under this thing called the Espionage Act. The Espionage Act has one paragraph in it that refers to documents, and it simply reiterates what the Presidential Records Act says with a few differences. The Presidential Records Act also addresses the authority of the president. The Espionage Act tells you what you can't do with documents. You can't sell them to Russia. Okay, thank you. But the Presidential Records Act addresses who has the authority to be in possession of these records, and it gives it 100% to the president. So, Greg Jarrett, why this dichotomy? Why is one group of people claiming the Presidential Records Act doesn't apply? People like Brit Hume.
2: Well, the disparity comes from bias and an ignorance of the law. And and Trump, I thought, used the law effectively to defend himself. He indeed cited the Presidential Records Act. That's a specific law. It takes precedence over a general law like the Espionage Act. Forty-five years ago, Congress carved out an exclusive right of former presidents to maintain custody and control of presidential papers, including classified materials, And as Trump noted in the interview, that standard was endorsed by the Department of Justice in the Bill Clinton case involving classified tapes. And the DOJ felt so strongly about it uh, that an ex-president can keep whatever uh, he wants. They went to court to enforce that principle, and they won. The federal judge agreed, ruling the DOJ can't seize records from an ex-president. Suddenly, Merrick Garland abandons it. Why? Because it's Donald Trump.
1: Hopefully you heard that. The court said the Department of Justice cannot seize records from a president. And yet that's exactly what they did here. If anyone should be indicted and charged, it should be Merrick Garland and Jack Smith. And truth be told, Biden, for ordering this hit, this is a mafia hit is all this was. It's just the, the political realm. But it was ordered by the godfather of the Liberal Party right now, and that's Biden endorsed by his lieutenant, his concierge, and that's by uh, uh, Merrick Garland, and then carried out by his foot soldier, Jack Smith. It's right out of the mob hierarchy. And despite the law saying, no, you can't do this, and having the Department of Justice issue opinion papers claiming that they cannot do this, Merrick Garland ignored all of that. And this is in keeping with the typical liberal line of thinking. We ignore laws that we don't like. When it comes to Donald Trump, we make up new laws, or we certainly ignore the ones that would protect him. Because we fear him desperately. We can't have him run against us because we would have to steal yet another presidential election, and somebody might be watching this time. That's their fear. If they weren't afraid of Trump, none of this would be happening. That's logical, simple. Three-year-olds know that. You don't go to this trouble to destroy somebody if you don't fear them. You just let them go. I mean, the mob knocks off witnesses all the time. Why do they knock them off? Because they fear their testimony. And this is a political hit job. Knock Trump off because he knows too much about the swamp. He's, he was way too successful for our liking. We like to keep the uh, peasants dependent on us. Trump doesn't. Trump wants the peasants to be dependent on themselves, and he'll help them get there. And they hate that. Washington, D.C. hates that. All politicians, Republican and Democrat, hate that because it kills their golden goose. All of these career politicians, these hacks. Was there a remedy, Greg Jarrett, a legal remedy to resolve this case against Donald Trump? And certainly not criminal because there is no such crime. No such crime. Can't charge a crime when there's no crime to be committed. But there was a legal remedy, wasn't there? Was it civil?
2: You know, the proper remedy, as Trump pointed out, was a civil action, not a raid and an indictment. And Trump offered other valid arguments in the interview. He didn't pack up the boxes. The GSA does that. He was still going through them when he got the subpoena. And he insists he was cooperating with FBI agents, not obstructing them or justice.
1: Pretty simple stuff. It's straightforward. And yet when you listen to the media accounts and the supposed legal experts they put on the air to muck up the water, They know, any lawyer knows, Trump is on solid legal ground. Any lawyer. Now, the liberals are going to tell you he's not. People like Brit Hume, who are not lawyers, who don't know their ass from a hole in the ground, will tell you that he's not, because Brit Hume knows so much. What Brit Hume does is feed the liberal machine with his asinine comments. All of a sudden, Brit Hume is the darling of the Scarborough family.
3: Yeah, none of that's going to
4: hold up in court, and uh, Brits are absolutely right. It was incoherent, and I must say, incoherent, incriminating, and stupid. And I say that by saying Donald Trump actually believe, wants people to believe that in his transcript, he's looking at a document telling an aide, I can't declassify this now. I could have declassified it when I was president of the United States, but I can't now.
1: Do these people ever, ever tire of being wrong and looking stupid like the buffoons that they are? Here's this jackass quoting some who knows who leaker who was at a dinner with President Trump after he was president, after he left the White House, who claims there's a tape, who claims that Donald Trump said X, Y, and Z, who claims that a document was being waved in the air that he was speaking about. Now, never mind Scarborough trying to find corroboration for that story. Never mind him trying to find out if, in fact, a tape exists of Trump even saying those words. And if he does say the words, it doesn't prove anything. If he says, there are documents that I could have declassified, but I can't now because I'm not president anymore, that's a true statement. That doesn't mean mean that he has documents that he didn't declassify. In fact, he says just the opposite, that he declassified them all. Now, Trump not only disputes that account, but tells you that it wasn't a document of any kind, classified or declassified, that he held up at this dinner.
4: There was no document. That was a massive amount of papers and everything else talking about Iran and other things. And it may have been held up or may not. but that was not a document. I didn't have a document per se. There was nothing to declassify. These were newspaper stories, magazine stories, and articles.
1: So he had newspaper stories, magazine articles that he was waving around, talking about different things. They never learn. Scarborough wants you to believe some some document with the war plans were being shown to other people at dinner. And yet he has nothing to base that on. Hume tells you evidence to the contrary. What, what evidence? The only evidence I see is that Brit Hume is full of himself and full of crap and that Scarborough is as dumb as the bobblehead wife of his nodding next to him. But they never learn. Here's the one lesson all media people, all of these media hacks should have learned by now. And in fact, all liberals should have learned by now. You can't beat Trump. He's smarter than you. He's far ahead of the game. You're way behind. He's like Whitey Herzog when he managed. Whitey was three innings ahead of the competition. LaRusa was three innings behind. Trump's five innings ahead of the competition, Biden's six games behind. It's incredible how they never learn. They, As Vivek Ramaswamy told Dana Bash, why don't you ask the questions? If the shoe was on the other foot, you would. Could you imagine if Biden... And, of course, we know he does have boxes upon boxes, 1,800 boxes of documents that he's not turned over. But if Biden had someone out there saying he was waving documents around, claiming that he didn't declassify them, do you think they would ask the questions then? They'd say, well, wait a minute. Are you sure that was a document? Because he says it was just newspaper articles. What proof do we have that was the document? Did you see the document? Did he hand it to you? They would ask all of those questions if it were Biden. But they don't ask them if it's Trump. Why? It makes a better fun story for them. Their narrative is get Trump. It's not get Biden. Their narrative is get Trump. It's not, uh uh-oh, we could exonerate Trump with a simple question, but we're not going to do it. And it's sad that they don't even want to know. Now, Brett Baer, because he's stupid too, wants Trump to just hand over everything.
4: Well, why not just hand them over them? Because I had boxes. I want to go through the boxes and get all my personal things out. I don't want to hand that over to Nari yet. And I was very busy, as you've sort of seen. Yeah, but according to the indictment, you then tell this aide to move to other locations after telling your lawyers to say you'd fully complied with the subpoena when you hadn't. But before I send boxes over, I have to take all of my things out. These boxes were interspersed with all sorts of things.
1: Remember, Trump doesn't pack the boxes up. All the aides do. That was Biden's excuse, by the way. And everybody accepted it. All the media said, well, you know, poor Joe, he didn't pack those boxes up. Well, neither did Trump. Neither did George W. Bush. Neither did Bill Clinton. Neither did Obama. Presidents don't do that work. Someone else does. Presidents don't know what's in those boxes. I guarantee it. That means every one of them. Presidents, not senators, not vice presidents. Keep in mind, Biden took documents when he was a senator and a vice president. He has no authority under any act to do that. That is a crime. What Trump did, what Obama did, what Bush did, what Clinton did, all are not crimes. The only criminal with regard to documents is Biden because he wasn't president. But the media will never explain that to you. They'll never point that out to you. They'll just muddy the water. Trump's guilty. Trump's guilty. Trump took stuff. Trump hid stuff. Trump did this. Trump hid nothing. The Department of Justice (laughs) had free access to all of the documents. It's okay if Trump moved them within his house. When, When did that become against the law? Trump complied with their request to put them in a storage locker or storage area with a padlock on it. Trump did that. There was no crime. First of all, he couldn't have committed a crime because, as president, he had authority to do what they accuse him of doing. That's like accusing you of going the speed limit. Kevin. I noticed you were going 65 in a speed zone that said 65. Yeah. Well, we're going to indict you for that. Excuse me? but That's what they're doing to Trump. They've indicted him for something that he did perfectly legally. But the president wasn't through. He was negotiating with the NARA people. That's the National Archives people, which is the proper avenue. And then this happened.
4: They raided my house. They came in and raided. We were discussing, having very good discussions with NARA, a radical left group, by the way. And all of a sudden, my house got raided. Do you know if you still have any highly sensitive government documents? I don't don't have anything, no. But what I'm concerned about, they took everything, right? Right. I don't know what they took. They could be stuffing it. I don't know what they put in there. And we wanted to be there when they were taking. They wouldn't let anybody in the room.
1: They've never treated a president like this. No, they haven't. And that's not caterwauling and whining and, oh, woe is me. That's the truth. And to not allow the president to be there, why is that? Do you fault President Trump for wondering if they were taking things they shouldn't have taken? I'd be wondering that. I'm wondering that right now. What did they take that they didn't have authority to take? Well, we know they went through Melania's underwear drawer. So they're either perverts or they were doing something that we don't want to know about. These are thugs. President Trump is correct in calling the Department of Justice and the FBI nothing but a bunch of rogue thugs. That's all that populate both of those agencies. There are no decent people there anymore, except for the whistleblowers. You know the decent people at the FBI or the Department of Justice by their whistleblowing. If they're not whistleblowing, they're rotten to the core. They're corrupt thugs. They follow orders that they know are illegal, and they carry them out anyway. and Vivek Ramaswamy is correct, abolish the FBI. It does not have a place in this country. We have plenty of law enforcement levels. We have plenty of investigative bodies. We do not need an FBI. It is the most unnecessary agency out there, and there's plenty of unnecessary agencies. As for William Barr, Trump made sure he expressed that this was one of his bad hirings.
4: And by the way, when Bill Barr, who's, you know, a coward, Bill Barr was a coward. Bill Barr didn't do what he was supposed to do. I fired him, and he has great hatred, and that's okay, because some people do. And some people love me very much. He didn't resign. I I asked him, give me a letter immediately, because he didn't have the courage to go after so many different things, and you and I have discussed that before, but he was a coward. And he obviously doesn't like me too much, and there are a lot of people that don't, and there are a lot of people that feel just the opposite.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of people that feel just the opposite. I'm glad he got Barr, because Barr is a coward. Barr used his position to write a book. Barr used his lies about President Trump to enrich himself, as a lot of people did. And Trump is concerned about his own businesses now, because the way this government, our government, operates, anything Donald Trump does They're going to come after him for because they don't want him running. They don't want him in the White House. Their nightmare is President Trump in the White House again, exposing them even more, as he would certainly do. And so he doesn't want his son, his two sons and his daughter involved in any business dealings with the Saudis, for instance.
4: I told my kids who are good kids and they're working kids, they're not scam artists. I told Don and Eric we don't want to do any deals, any Ivanka. I don't want to do any deals. I just don't want to. Just we got a lot of stuff. Just run it, run it properly, like this. Run it properly. I don't want to do deals because any deal I do is going to be perceived as being in conflict. How
1: sad! Then is all it? of a
4: sudden I start to see the stuff that Biden's done, where he's going around scamming every country. He goes to a country and then millions of dollars shows up into accounts, and these aren't deals. This is cash coming in. And and here's the most disappointing thing. The press doesn't want to cover it.
1: You can almost hear in his voice the sadness. It's so disappointing. Put yourself in his shoes for one moment. What he's done with his own companies is instructed his children, don't do business with the Saudis because it'll be perceived as a conflict. So it hurts their business even more. He's on record saying that he lost billions by being president. So now he's afraid to do different deals with different companies that he would have done had he never been president. And he has to sit there and watch while Biden's criminal enterprise funnels millions upon millions of dollars from foreign countries into the Biden, the various Biden accounts of various family members, not just one or two. He not only has to watch that, but he has to watch the media attack him daily, hourly, hourly, for things he didn't do, for crimes he didn't commit, he has to watch himself be indicted for something that's not even a crime, while Biden continues to experience the phenomenal cover-up orchestrated by the media. Imagine being in Trump's shoes and having to put up with that. I tip my cap to Trump for not being more combative, for not being angrier, for wanting to even take part in this corrupt government that we have. When Bear asked him, why would you go through this again? He said, because he wants the country to succeed. There can be no other motivation for this man. It's not personal gain. He doesn't gain anything. He's already been president. It's not financial gain. He worked for free and lost billions from his own business while working for free for us. Oh, ego. Ego? He's already been president. This isn't above being president. This is a guy who wants to set the country straight. He did it once. He'll do it again. And he'll go down in history as the greatest president ever. But what possible motivation could Trump have other than this country that he loves so deeply? Have you ever heard a president other than Ronald Reagan express his love for the country like Donald Trump does? Did you ever hear that come out of the mouths of the bushes? Out of the mulatto President Obama? Out of Biden? Oh, my God, no. In fact, Obama and Biden told you how much they hate the country. That this is nothing but a racist pothole. A... a, a, a pimple on the face of the world, a racist pimple. That's what those two think of the country. All the while being complete and utter racist themselves. And as far as the Saudis are concerned and not doing business with them, they've gone to China anyway. Saudi Arabia has really gone
4: over to China. China's protecting them now. We have lost Saudi Arabia. Biden goes over and does a fist pump with the king. Now he's the king, the future king of Saudi Arabia. Does a, You know what a fist pump is? Don't touch my hands because they're dirty. So he tells him, don't touch my hands because your hands are dirty. Let's do a fist pump. And he does a fist pump. Do you know how insulted they were by that? Look, we have people that are stupid running our country.
1: Carpe diem, President Trump. They're so, that's so true. So much truth in that statement. And he's the only one with the courage to say it. I don't hear Tim Scott saying, we have stupid people running our country. I don't hear that ass kisser Pence, that that phony fraud Christian Pence. I don't hear DeSantis even, although DeSantis comes close. But the facts are too obvious. We have stupid people running this country. That's why we're in the position we're in. Would Trump like to be less combative?
4: I would like to be less combative, but I find the press is extremely dishonest. And if I'm not combative, I don't get my word across. If I'm not combative, I don't know. I, I don't think you could win.
1: He's right. He accurately said during that interview, if it's not him, let's, let's say someone else should beat him for the nomination. He said they'll come at them like you've never seen before. These jackals hate conservatives. They especially hate Donald Trump. Because he exposed them. The rest of them haven't exposed him, exposed them, but he has. And if he were elected tomorrow, what would he immediately do to knock this inflation out and protect us on the southern border?
4: Well, I do two simultaneously. I start drilling. We have the most liquid gold under our feet oil than any other country, more than Saudi Arabia, more than Russia. And that's going to bring down the pressure on inflation. And we're going to have very little inflation very soon. We had virtually none when I was president. And second, I close up the border because we can't have prisoners and uh, people from mental institutions coming into our country. They're emptying out from all over the world, not just from the three or four countries we talk about, the neighboring countries all over the world. They're coming into our country at levels that nobody's ever seen before, Brett, and we have to stop it. And they are emptying out their prisons, and they're emptying out their mental institutions and insane asylums into the U.S., and we're not a dumping ground. I would stop it immediately and get a lot of the bad ones out. We'd get them out very quickly.
1: I love that. I love that. We're not a dumping ground for all of your crazies, your wackos, your murderers. We have more respect than that. Trump does. Trump Trump thinks this country should have more respect for itself than to, uh, just accept the garbage and the trash that these other countries dump on us. Oh, but he's a meanie spagini if he says that. Why is that? Why do you want the rest of the world's worst? And that's what he has always maintained. Originally with Mexico, you know, they're not sending us their brightest and their best. How many doctors or lawyers or engineers are coming over the border in those groups? Any? Any at all? Any people that could contribute to society whatsoever in any possible way? No. And what would he do with China? If China invaded if China. Taiwan... Would you go to war to defend Taiwan? I don't want to say
4: that because that hurts me in negotiations with regard to President Xi. Now, he knows what I do. And by the way, for four years, they didn't invade Taiwan, and they never even talked about it. This weekend, President Biden, speaking of that Chinese spy balloon, said this. I think there's more embarrassing than it was... Attention. What do you think about that? I think it's such a stupid What would you state. have done? He doesn't know what he's... They wouldn't have ever had a spy balloon if I was president. There wouldn't be a spy balloon over our country. That spy balloon was going right over our nuclear sites, taking pictures. And we killed it after it had already... It was leaving. It was going back home to China, wherever it was going. But we shot it down over the ocean after it had done all of its work.
1: <laughs> it's so... I was... It's more embarrassing than it was intentional. So the Chinese, in Biden's demented world, somehow are embarrassed that a balloon of theirs strayed off the mainland, right over the nuclear sites and important military bases in the United States. It wasn't intentional, mind you. It was just embarrassing. That's what that stooge actually said. And then he has Blinken over there, Just caving into anything the Chinese say. I can almost imagine the laughter in the room from the Chinese diplomats after they get done talking to Blinken. They must just sit there and congratulate themselves and say, my God, what a weak ass he is. But he represents a weak ass. Gordon Chang is the expert on all things China. What did we gain, Gordon Chang, from Blinken going over there to China again? We got nothing out of this.
3: I mean, an agreement to talk about talking? You know, <laughs> the Chinese Communist Party, it's behind the fentanyl gangs. It gives them diplomatic support. It launders their profits. You know, the United States should just say, look, stop it, or we're going to impose these costs immediately. Matter of fact, we should have been imposing these costs because China's been killing somewhere between sixty-five to 70,000 Americans a year with doses of illegal Chinese fentanyl. And yet, we're going to talk about this? This is just horrific. You know, I I think Biden and and Blinken certainly make Neville Chamberlain look like a strong figure in history.
1: Wow, that's a takedown. Mr. Appeasement, Neville Chamberlain. What happened when he tried to play the appeasement game with Adolf Hitler? London was bombed into into smithereens. So now we've got Biden and Blinken trying to play the appeasement game with Xi Jinping. Where do you think that's going to end up? It isn't going to be good. Gordon Chang, what does President Xi understand?
3: Xi Xi understands force. He understands uh, superior force, and and that's about it. You know, the Biden administration and particularly the president thinks if they're meek, they can avoid a war. And mm-hmm. and Biden, I guess, has been told by Europeans. Don't be the American president that starts a war with China. And that's obviously impressed Biden. And Biden thinks that if he is nice to Xi Jinping, there won't be a war. But all he is doing is feeding the already inflated ego of Xi Jinping. That's really dangerous. You know, Henry Kissinger is wrong all the time, except a day ago. He was right when he said, we are close to war and that war with China is probable. And he's saying that war will occur unless something changes. Well, nothing is changing, and this is one of the most dangerous moments in history.
1: I couldn't agree with Gordon Chang's assessment anymore, or Henry Kissinger's. War with China is probable. I'd take it a step further and say it's likely. What other possible ending can we have to this scenario unless something changes? What would change? Donald Trump. That would change. And that would change China, as it did when he was in. And he also said in that interview he would increase the tariffs on China that he put on them that killed their economy. China was the happiest dog in the dog pound when Donald Trump was ousted as president. And you know how that happened? COVID. China released COVID. The liberals in this country endorsed COVID. The media played right along, and the economy was destroyed. Thereby opening the door for some people to say, well, I'm not going to vote for President Trump now. He didn't hold the economy together. That's exactly how it happened. That's exactly what happened. If you think something different happened, please inform me. Let me know. Because that's what happened. And if you think for one minute, oh, well, the the liberals, they wouldn't go along with it. Who are you kidding? Have you been watching They don't care if you die. In fact, they prefer that. That's why they came up with this vaccine, to kill some more of you off. It's not a death injection, of course. We're not saying anything like that. But it has caused death. It's caused death just like COVID did. Maybe the vaccine wasn't the primary cause of death, but acting in concert with comorbidities, that's what every doctor who studied it would tell you. Causes myocarditis, we know that for a fact. And if you think that's just the common cold, go ahead and get myocarditis. See if it causes you just the sniffles. Because it won't. And the media... They love to lie, and now they lie about the Trump interview last night, claiming that somehow he's he was very close to admitting the crimes that he committed. Again, let me refer this to everybody with a functioning brain. You can't commit a crime when there isn't a crime, okay? If I go walking down the street today and get arrested for walking down the street, I've been charged with a crime that isn't a crime. Donald Trump has been charged with a crime that isn't a crime. And there's no getting around it. And I love it when people like Brett Baer, do you fear going to jail? Why would he fear going? He's not going to jail. This will never result in the conviction of Donald John Trump. Some state court, state some district court might might convict him, but it will be overturned at every appellate level there is, including the Supreme Court. In fact, just about every case that Jack Smith brings against someone, Mr. Independent Counsel, just about every one ends up in being overturned. What does that tell you? He's been accused of illegalities left and right in his investigative tactics, In that regard, he's just like the CIA. He's just like Hillary Clinton. He's just like Obama. They lie to FISA courts to get illegal wiretaps. That's what Jack Smith has been accused of doing. Has been censured for it. Not just accused. He's been censured for it. This is going to be one of their biggest takedowns. The, The question is, they don't care if they convict Donald Trump. The question is, can they stop him from being president? That's all they care about. They know this won't go to trial before the election. They know it. But they also know that they could probably get enough people to be angry at President Trump, to grow tired of the constant attacks on President Trump. They will say sometime, if all of this is coming down on President Trump, some of it's got to be real. That's their goal, is to massage your mind into thinking, well, if Is is Trump innocent of all of this? And the answer is yes. There's never been an ounce of evidence to suggest otherwise. And there still isn't. It's incredible. So the media loves to lie about all of it. I mean, right. he's
5: a hoarder. It's like you hear these horrible yeah. stories about hoarding of animals. Right. and He was doing the same thing with these classified well, the, documents. This is a hoarding
1: of nuclear secrets. Yes. Um. It's almost a kind of Gollum in Lord of the Rings right. moment, you know, my precious. Uh, right. he has this, it's, it's like a hoarding instinct. It's pathological, uh, in addition to being criminal. I
2: have to wonder, could a President Trump, uh, unshackled by any opposition, uh, somehow use the Justice Department to imprison his enemies? It was really starting to freak me out, is the idea that we're not even discussing changing... The Constitution to make it say you cannot be in jail. Oh yeah, okay. being well, the that, president. Well, that part, I mean, I, I
0: because my fear an amendment that would be not. Nice. I, I, you know, I'm a I'm a
2: big fan of amendments.
1: That is one of the dumbest elephants ever created. That whatever it is is really really stupid. But dumber than her, perhaps, is Scarborough, who claims the hoarding of national secrets by Trump. What national secrets? Which ones? They just love to speak in generalities. They love to say the most damning things. They have not an ounce of evidence to support that. Not an ounce. They can't point to one document that Donald Trump had. Classified, declassified, in between, storybook time, They have no idea what he has because they've never seen it. But they don't ask questions. But then again, the one guy said it's pathological and criminal. It is? What is? A president keeping documents? Because if it is, you've got a lot of pathological criminal presidents in the history of this country since they've all done it. And you know why they did it? Because they can legally. That's why. Obama didn't commit a crime when he kept papers. Trump didn't commit a crime. Clinton, Bush, Abraham Lincoln, go back as far as you want. The only guy that committed a crime by taking top-secret classified documents was Joe Biden. Because he didn't do it as president, he did it as a senator and a vice president. The amount of crimes, the list of crimes, real crimes, not made-up stuff, that Joe Biden has committed with corresponding evidence to support the criminal behavior is astounding. I've never seen anything like it. And the evidence is everywhere but the liberals and the media. Oh, there's no evidence. Well, it's because you're stupid. And if you're not stupid, then you're ignorant and and blind to reality. And, of course, the real reason, you're carrying his water for him. Kellyanne Conway is about as close to President Trump as anybody. What do you know him to be, Kellyanne?
5: Trump, I know him to be very conciliatory and very collaborative, but he needs to be combative because people feel like he's fighting for them. He feels that if you just take it laying down, they'll get their way with you. And look at the media. They're sitting back and they think it's going to be hard for Donald Trump, who's beating Joe Biden and other polls, to win. I don't think it's going to be hard at all. And I think if it's a cage match, rematch, the one thing Trump needs to change, and I told him this, is in a debate with Joe Biden, let him speak. Literally, just sit back and let him speak. Numbers numb that man's brain. And he won't be able to, to, to take 90 minutes of standing there speaking.
1: <laughs> She's right. That's a great piece of evidence. Just ignore him and let him speak. He'll dig his own grave. He did last time. But Trump couldn't take the lies he was telling. This time, just bite your tongue when he starts lying. People know. I really believe people know how rotten and how criminal Biden is. For those that don't, there's no hope for them. Don't try to convince them. They're pathologically stupid. Stephen Miller, how does China feel about us right now? Do they fear us? China doesn't take America seriously. They think we're a joke. The world thinks we're a joke
2: right now. It all began with the disastrous, calamitous pull out in Afghanistan in which you had scenes at the airport that looked like they were the seventh circle of hell, the complete degradation of America. And since that moment, not one other country in this world, least of all China, has had the slightest qualm about disrespecting and bashing and spying on the United States of America. I traveled with President Trump to China. I saw how he shook, shook President Xi's hand and looked him in the eye and made clear that you're not going to mess with America. We can have a relationship, but it's going to be on our terms. It's going to be for America's national interest. And for four years, China didn't mess with us. The trade deficit was coming down. Our manufacturing was coming home. And we were finally being treated with the respect we deserve as a country.
1: Carpe diem, Stephen Miller and President Trump. And that's how you deal with thugs. You look them right in the eye and you tell them, you're not messing with us. I wouldn't advise trying if I were you. But now, totally different. Completely different. We've witnessed this weakling in just the past few days, once again, not knowing which side of the podium to exit from, telling everybody to God that he's praying that God saves the queen. Jeez. The other ramblings, the Railroad from the United States to Africa, over the ocean, over part of Asia, and then over the ocean the rest of the way. First of all, what prompted a comment like that? No one was talking about building the largest railroad ever. No one said, hey, let's build an impossible railroad to nowhere. So, what even motivated that comment coming out of that brain of his? So, we've witnessed all of this. And Ronnie Johnson, who has been a physician to Presidents Obama, Bush, Trump, is so concerned about it, he's finding it comical.
6: It it would be comical if it weren't so disastrous for our country right now. You saw when he was with uh, Fetterman this weekend, the two of them were sitting there bantering back and forth. You can't stand, understand either one of them. I think that, you know, I think uh, Biden is kind of the Fetterman whisperer now. I mean, he may be the only one that can understand what Fetterman's saying and vice versa. It's almost like they've created their new little language now that they must have built up somewhere uh, you know, along the way, maybe when they were tucked away uh, in the respective races in the in their basement. But they've got to do something with this guy because, I mean, he I, I know 10-year-olds. I know a bunch of 10-year-olds that could do a better job and inspire more confidence in, in, in what's going on in our country than these guys can.
1: It's a great point. Inspire more confidence. Do you feel inspired when you hear Biden speak? When O'Biden talks, you're just waiting for the next line to make you laugh. He's not, you want to talk incoherent, Brit Hume? Other than you, Brit Hume, Joe Biden could be the most incoherent person ever who spoke. Nothing he says makes sense. Nothing. You don't listen to Biden and you say, I'm going to run out there and I'm going to go to, I'm going to enlist in the army. I'm going to fight for this country. This is the greatest country on earth. You don't hear any of that from Biden. It doesn't inspire people, what he says. You don't sit back and think, phew, boy, thank God Biden's in the White House. We're safe now. Anybody feel that way? But I bet you felt that way when Trump was in the White House. We're safe. You bet your ass we were safe. And we are not now. And the more O'Biden sends Blinken over to China, the closer we are to obliteration. It's scary. Now, we keep hearing these reports that Biden won't be the nominee, and who knows what's true. Larry Elder, who's running as a Republican, thinks Biden will be the nominee.
6: Joe Biden is going to be the nominee. If he can
2: fog up a mirror, he's going to be the nominee. Clearly, Gavin Newsom would love for him to stumble so he could swoop in. But even if Biden can't fog up a mirror, the nominee is going to be
6: Kamala Harris. Why? Because she was put there, because she checks all the boxes. The only way
1: that black female voters will accept her no longer being there is if she gets replaced by Oprah Winfrey or Michelle Obama, neither of whom wants the job. The first primary
2: is South Carolina. The majority of the voters 60% of them are black. Most of those are black female, and
6: they're
1: the most loyal part of the Democratic base. They will be livid if it is perceived that Kamala Harris has been kicked, especially for some white person like Gavin Newsom or Mayor Pete. No, they're
6: stuck
3: with Biden Harris.
1: <laughs> That's not encouraging, is it? When you're stuck with those two? But it is interesting how he broke it down. I can see that happening. They'll play the race card. Harris will for sure. And she'll want you to know that she's black because even though she told us she wasn't when she was sworn in as a senator, she told us she was Indian then. But she's had an epiphany and became black when she knew that black sells. And it does. But you have to sit back and ask yourself, like I just said a few minutes ago, when Trump was president, you knew you were safe. When Trump was president, you knew the economy was going to be humming. When Trump was president, you knew that ISIS was on the run until he destroyed them. You haven't heard a peep out of them. They'll, they'll reform under Biden before too long. When Trump was president, we had tremendous, the highest tax benefit in, for all of us in history. When Trump was president, we had the lowest inflation, the highest uh, or the lowest job Unemployment rates in all races across the board and the highest employment. So tell me right now, with inflation so high, gas prices so high, when Trump was president, we were energy independent. We are certainly not anymore. We're dependent on dictators, thugs. Tell me again the rationale, Kellyanne Conway, for a Biden-Harris redo.
5: What is the rationale for a second term of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Four more years of what? It's a serious question because when we ask people that in polls, they can't tell you. Mm -hmm. That's why his polls are down on every major issue, including, by the way, climate change and the environment. He doesn't even have the strength there, which should be a gimme for him and his party, that he used to because he's a flawed messenger. So it's one thing that Joe Biden doesn't have the energy. It's quite another that we as a nation don't have energy independence. So he's obviously he's on the wrong side of this issue, as go so many Americans who are still looking at the gas prices, are still looking at the home heating costs, are still thinking about the effect of energy dependence on foreign dictators and foreign suppliers, on our overall well-being and health, financial health and otherwise as a nation.
1: Just ask your friends, your liberal friends, give me the rationale for Biden being reelected. Tell me what it is. We can tell them for Trump, of course. It's obvious. I just rattled off about five of them, major ones. But give me the rationale for Biden. As a United States citizen, we know you're a hopeless liberal, which renders you virtually illiterate. But give me the rationale for electing Biden. When you walk into that voting booth in 2024 and you cast a vote for Biden, why? And don't tell me you hate Trump. Because that would render you just in the Netherlands of idiots. Tell me why you voted for that guy. Do you think he did a good job with the economy? Do you think he did did a good job with inflation? With energy? With international respect? With China? you think he stood up to China? Stood up to Russia? you think he committed any crimes? Why are you voting for him? I really want to know that answer. My guess, there is none. They have no answer, except mommy and daddy voted this way, so I'm voting this way. And I'm not talking about 18-year-old children. I'm talking about 65-year-old men and women. Well, my mom and dad voted this way, so we will too. Except that your mom and dad were voting for Kennedy. Not this ass. And there are other Democrats in the field right now. I know Larry Elder's convinced it'll be Biden. Jimmy Fallon, how active are these other Democrats? But the bigger tell
2: is how active other Democrats are. Newsom is everywhere. Okay, Gretchen Whitman. He says call. he's not running. Of course. And that he For says he's not running. Ran. He's doing a lot of running looking stuff. Like I said, if I'm not becoming an Elvis impersonator, but I start wearing rhinestone jumpsuits, people are going to speculate.
1: <laughs> yes, of course, Newsom's running. What's he going on with Hannity for? He's running. That's why. He's just waiting for the right moment so it doesn't look like he's beating up on a brain dead vegetable. Kellyanne Conwell, your thoughts on the Biden, the the great Biden railroad to where?
5: No one ever knows what he's talking about. And yet you heard people in the audience, if you looked at them, they're like nodding their head. Great idea, Biden. (laughs) No, I know he gets away with it. They're like, this is wonderful. When can I get on the railroad? Uh, this is to nowhere. These are the same people who couldn't get baby formula on the shelves. Ah, These same people who right. can get shipping containers out of the ocean to come into the port. They're going to build a railroad the way you just described. And I'm sure What's-Her-Name will read it from a binder soon exactly like you did with the maps and all.
1: A subtle, not-so-subtle shot at the little black lesbian, Karine Jean-Pierre, referring to her as What's-Her-Name? Well, Kellyanne, you'll be happy to know that Karine Jean-Pierre, the little black lesbian, fancies herself as extremely important. There aren't many people who think as highly of themselves as this moron thinks of herself. And she really does set the bar for stupidity, doesn't she? I know I say a lot of people, liberals, are really dumb people. But isn't she the dumbest of them all? But she thinks she's historic.
0: It's been a year in this role. There's been a couple of things that I that has made me incredibly proud. Many things, many things that made me incredibly proud to be at that podium uh, during this historic moment. Again, this is a historic administration. I'm a historic figure, and I certainly walk in history every day. But this is also a historic-making administration because of
7: this president.
1: There are so many historics in there, it's hard to separate them. But she's an historic figure? She walks in history every day. Who does this woman or this man or this it think it is? You're an historic figure. You're a PR hack. That's all you are. And you're not very good at being a hack. You're the least competent PR hack that's ever graced the podium that you think is so important. I'm an historic figure, she says. Again, I'd ask liberals, why do you vote for these people? Now, you don't vote for her, but if you vote for Biden, you're voting for her because he'll keep trotting her out there. you got to have a black lesbian on your team, don't you? It covers a lot of bases. Tommy Lahren, this media, this pathetic media, doing are they becoming – athletes are doing a lot of gymnastics.
5: And the mental gymnastics that those in the mainstream media and the leftist pundits are trying to do over the last couple of days, to try to explain away what he meant by God save the Queen or what he means by everything that he says is remarkable. I mean, they really should be given an Olympic medal for their efforts there. (laughs) But this is also what's interesting to me. The man is obviously in decline. So if we had an honest press corps, honest journalists out there, more than one, right, more than the ones that just work at our network, asking this man over and over and over again and repeatedly about this pay-to-play bribery scheme, yeah. I think the man would crumble and I think he would admit to something. Because I don't think he has the faculties to keep up this line much longer.
1: <laughs> she thinks he'd crumble and admit to something. I think she's right. If he were being questioned every day like Trump gets questioned, Biden would crumble right before your eyes. He would admit to a lot of things. We know that. And Kellyanne Conway is smart to advise Trump that when Biden starts talking at a debate, if it's those two, just let him talk. He'll bury himself. Let the country see this boob for what he is. Now, keep in mind, he'll be so drugged up for those debates, it won't even be funny. But he'll get angry and start screaming. Let him go. And, and Tommy Lahren's right. If he were subject to any kind of scrutiny, he'd collapse. He'd start confessing to crimes he didn't commit, if there are any. I don't know if there are any crimes on the books that one of the Bidens hasn't committed already. But if there are some, he'd start confessing to them because he couldn't take the scrutiny. And the media is just dying to make you think that Biden is full of energy.
2: Get this number, 20 fundraisers on the books between now and the end of June involving the president, the vice president, and other top uh, cabinet uh, officials involved with this operation as well. So a big effort
3: underway here, Alex. Wow, 20 between now and the end of June. That averages to more than
1: one a day. That's a lot. Wow, 20 between now and the end of June. And then she did her math. That averages to more than one a day. That's a lot. And the other guy, get this number. 20 fundraisers. First of all, he didn't say that Biden was going to be at all of the 20 fundraisers. He just said somebody from the administration would be there. (laughs) But wow, that's a lot. Trump famously did five rallies in a day. In a day. Rallies, not fundraisers. These these people in this media, wow, she said, wow. Oh, my God, she was sexually excited, I think. Wow, that's more than one a day. That's a lot, she said. I got to hear those clowns again because th- they provide the comedy for us, don't they? I mean, think about it
2: this number 20 fundraisers on the books between now and the end of june involving the president the vice president and other top uh, cabinet uh, officials involved with this operation as well so a big effort underway here Alex.
3: wow 20 between now and the end of june i have just more than one a day that's a lot wow
1: (laughs) oh my lord help me and then as i promised you at the start of the show I said we had a special treat for you because I believe we should always give treats when we can, whether it's to children, dogs, or adults. Treats are always good. I mean, think about it. If you go out and get an ice cream cone tonight, you're going to feel pretty good about getting that treat. Whether it's good or bad for you doesn't matter. It feels good. So here's a rare treat for you. You get to hear Nicole Wallace speak. She doesn't speak well, but only Nicole Wallace would still be living in, during a presidential debate from 2020 when Donald Trump told the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by.
5: And I think in him explaining why he wouldn't do it, I I understood not just Trump's enthusiasm for the support of anyone and everyone, including David Duke, but Trump's enthusiasm and appetite, insatiable appetite for violence carried out in his name. And what it has wrought, what was that? That was the fall of 2016, what it has brought is it's brought the entire Republican Party to its hands and knees. They're impotent. Can't do anything about it anymore. If they decided today that this is not how they want the country to be, it's too late.
1: She's insane. But boy, is she dumb. His appetite, she says. His appetite for violence. His insatiable appetite for violence. What is it, wrought? And then she corrects herself. A br- brought? A little Miss Rot. His en- enthusiasm for David Duke. When did Donald Trump ever, ever say anything positive about David Duke? The answer would be never. In fact, on multiple occasions, Donald Trump said he had nothing in common with David Duke and did not endorse his ideas. But that was when they were trying to paint him as a racist, and I assume that they still are. And so David Duke has to be brought up. A lot of people voting in 2024 don't even know who David Duke is, nor do they care, nor should they care. But the fact that she would blatantly lie like that, now there can be an argument made in her defense that, look, She's mortally stupid, so anything she says can't be taken as a lie. She's just dumb. And I suppose you have to listen to that argument, because she is that stupid. But I think that's just a lie. That's just me. I think she knows that David Duke has no place in Donald Trump's life. She knows that David Duke is not someone Donald Trump would ever endorse, nor endorse his ideas. And she says that he endorses him anyway. Because that's what liberals do, and that's what Nicole Wallace does best. She lies. She's a born liar. And never forget that she worked for the Bush family. Every one of these clowns that worked for the Bushes are never Trumpers. They hate Donald Trump with the same vivid uh, vivid passion that the liberals hate him with. And that will never change. George, the George Bush family, senior, right on through junior and the rest of them all the way down to the land commissioner in Texas, George Bush, the whatever, the third or the hundredth. He's not a corrupt person. He has spoken out against his family, but the rest of them are all corrupt. They're in it. The old man was in it with Clinton. George W. Bush was in it with Obama, despite the... This is what a candy-ass wimp George W. Bush is. He likes you to think he's a tough-ass cowboy, but he's not. He's such a wimp that he allowed Obama to berate him for eight years, blame him for everything that was wrong with the country, and then cozy up and kiss up to Obama and his significant other, I can't say wife, as if they're best buds. This guy ate you up and spit you out and then kicked you in the nuts, and you sit there and you cozy up to him because George W. Bush is so weak, so pathetic. He's almost as pathetic as low-energy Jeb, his brother. Not quite. I mean, low-energy Jeb has a lot of low energy going on. For his part, Ron DeSantis is out campaigning after he told Gavin Newsom where to go and put Newsom right in his place. But doesn't DeSantis sound a lot like President Trump on that interview last night?
6: We need to restore
2: sanity in this country. This country is in decline. It's a choice we as Americans will make over these next 18 months.
1: Sounded a lot like President Trump. DeSantis has to somehow distinguish what he brings to the table from what President Trump brings. And here's why. President Trump has already done it. Ron DeSantis has not. He's done it as a governor. He's implemented all of Donald Trump's policies as a governor, probably some of his own. But he hasn't done it on a national scale. So when you have two guys, neither of which have done it on a national scale, then I can see making an argument for either one. But when you have one guy who's done it and the other guy who hasn't, it's a pretty clear choice for me. We're just getting word now that Hunter Biden has reached a plea deal in his tax and gun case. This is exactly as President Trump predicted, that they would indict him and then that would distract them from any wrongdoing of the Biden family and give Hunter Biden a cushy plea deal. That's exactly what's happening. And then they're going to stand up there with the unmitigated balls that they have and tell you how they play no favorites in this Justice Department that the Hunter Biden investigation, which took five years, we got a nice friendly plea deal. Which will result in nothing but a fine. So he'll pay back some of the money, if he does, that he stole. From us, the taxpayers. But even this... I mean, must really not sit well with Papa Joe, right? Because after all, to him, Hunter was God. He'll talk about um, anything that I wanted to, that he believes in. If I say this is important to me,
7: then he will work away way in which to make it a part of his, of his platform. My dad respects me more than he respects anyone in the world, and I know that to be certain. My, the man I most admire in the world, that God to me, Thinks I'm a God. Mm. And my brother did too.
4: Mm.
7: And the three of us, it was literally, I had the support to know I can do anything.
1: Well, we know that. We know that you can do anything and you'll get the criminal father of yours' support. There's no question about that. A lot of God talk in there, wasn't there. I thought I was listening to Mike Pence at first. A lot of God things going on there. Hunter Biden thinks Joe Biden's a God. Joe Biden thinks Hunter Biden's a God. And all three of them, with their brother, Bo, who died in Iraq as a war hero, they're all God. Maybe that's what the Bible says by three in one. Maybe that's the uh, the holy triangle of, of Biden's. Three gods in one. Because in the Bible, you know, it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. In this triumvirate, it's Joe, Hunter, and Bo. But they're all gods. You just heard Hunter say that. Every one of them's God. And that's the problem. They think they're God. It's funny stuff. It really is. Vivek Ramaswamy is running for president. I think he's a pretty sharp guy. How will he lead the country? He was on the campaign trail.
2: If we're going to lead this country, we have to be willing to take the heat. And I'm in this race for a reason. We're running to lead a nation. In fact, tomorrow, I'll be heading to Kensington, Pennsylvania, outside of Philadelphia. Not only where many Republicans don't grow, frankly, many Democrats and even police officers don't go there. I went to the south side of Chicago recently as well. So that's what I think it takes to actually be a leader
1: who's willing to show up. That's what I like to do. South side of Chicago? Wait a minute. Barry Hussein Obama was in the South Side of Chicago a lot. I mean, he's from Chicago. He was in there helping the gang settle it down. uh, Never mind, Vivek. I'm sorry. He wasn't in the South Side of Chicago. Never went there. Despite being from Chicago. Huh. Interesting, isn't it? Well, I told you that one, at least one, Democrat says the hard part out loud that they want Donald Trump to be assassinated now Stacey Plaskett is a non-voting delegate to Congress from the Virgin Islands and yet they elevate her to a high position on many of these committees because she's a black woman that's why But she made the mistake of slipping up when she was talking about her hatred for Trump and then said that he should be assassinated.
2: Having Trump not only have had the codes, but now having the classified information for Americans and being able to put that out and share it in his resort with anyone and everyone who comes through should be terrifying to all Americans, Mm -hmm. and he needs to be stopped. Stopped.
1: He needs to be shot. Stop, stopped. He needs to be killed. I haven't been beaten up. He needs to be shot. That's what was on her mind, not stopped. They really believe he needs to be shot. She actually should be under investigation for those comments. If the Department of Justice had any integrity, and they don't, They would be investigating her immediately, and they'd be calling her in today. She needs to be investigated. She just made a murderous threat against the former president who's now running for president. She just exhorted people to murder him. Don't tell me it was a slip-up. The word shot was the one that was on her mind. That's why it came out. I mean, if I'm sitting here and I'm thinking of the F word, I don't say please. I say the F word. I mean, let's just, if, if some bigot is speaking and he's dropping N-bombs everywhere, that's what he's thinking. He, he doesn't mean black. He doesn't say the N-word and then go black. black. But Trump needs to be shot, she said. Our research assistant found a man who gave us advice on how to resist tyranny, because that's what we're living under today, and we might well take his advice.
6: You must be independent of that tyranny for your subsistence. If the government provides your food, your clothing, your shelter, your education, your job, your medical care, your retirement, then the government controls you most effectively indeed. If that government should ever become tyrannical, and they have a way of doing that in history, then you've had it, my friends. We believe that one of the greatest lessons of history that so desperately needs to be relearned by the American people, our forefathers knew it well, is this, anytime a government is powerful enough to give the people everything they want, it is also powerful enough to take from the people everything they've got. You cannot have one without the other. Even if collectivism were not morally wrong, even if it did produce a higher standard of living, we would still oppose it because
1: freedom is more important than prosperity. Carpe diem to that thought. That's how you resist tyranny. It's pretty simple. Folks, if you think that buying a vehicle, a car, an SUV, a truck is like going to the dentist, or you get the jitters just thinking about it. You don't have to anymore. stl-cars.com exists for your convenience. I've used it three times, bought three vehicles. My son bought one. We've had them delivered from all over the United States to us because they'll do that for you. All you have to do is go on their website, stl-cars.com. Then call, but well, on the website, look at all the vehicles. There's over a 1,000 of them. Pick one out, call 314 626 3251. 626 3251. Make a note of that because it's a new number. 314 626 3251. Ask for Don. Tell him the car that you want, the price that you want to pay for it. He'll find it for you and then you can pick it up and drive it away. They have an extensive network of dealer inventory around the country. They even have a VIP concierge maintenance service available for you. But that's how easy it is. You can call or text 314-626-3251. As I said, ask for Don. Tell him what you want. Tell them the price you want to pay, and it's yours. Now, compare that to going out on your Saturday, blowing your day off, and going from dealership to dealership to dealership, banging your heads against your car as you walk out, not having a deal, knowing you're getting taken advantage of, as opposed to giving this a try. Just give it a try. I couldn't be happier. We're coming back with more of the show right here in the window world, stl-cars.com, King's Court, right after this.
7: If I may, may I recite it and try to explain to you the meaning of each word. I, me, an individual of A committee of one. Pledge. Dedicate all of my worldly goods to give without self-pity. Allegiance. My love and my devotion. To the flag. Our standard. O glory. A symbol of freedom. Wherever she waves, there's respect. Because your loyalty has given her a dignity that shouts freedom is everybody's job. United. That means that we have all come together. States. Individual communities that have united into 48 great states. 48 individual communities with pride and dignity and purpose For which it stands, one nation, one nation, meaning so blessed by God, indivisible, incapable of being divided, with liberty, which is freedom, the right of power to live one's own life without threats, fear, or some sort of retaliation. And justice, the principle or qualities of dealing fairly with others, for all, for all. Which means, boys and girls, it's as much your country as it is mine. And now, boys and girls, let me hear you recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Since I was a small boy, two states have been added to our country and two words have been added to the pledge of allegiance under God. Wouldn't it be a pity if someone said that is a prayer and that would be eliminated from schools too?
1: Welcome me back in, Kevin Slayton, with you on this Tuesday morning right here in the window world, stl-cars.com, King's Court Taco Bell Day. That's right, folks, Taco Bell with the spectacular breakfast items that they have. They have the dollar crave menu up and running, the $5 crave menu up and running. You can get that breakfast burrito, grilled breakfast burrito with bacon bits for a buck. Double stuffed tacos are a dollar. You can get to the five dollar Craveman if you want. There's a double chalupa there with two tacos and a soft drink in a box. It all comes in one box for five bucks. The Mexican pizza is back. Soft shell tacos. There's the two different AM breakfast sandwiches that are there. There's two different ones. All of well, both of those are under three dollars. The grande scrambler is under three dollars. All of these great menu items on Taco Bell's menu for breakfast, lunch, dinner, late night. There's so much to choose from. You'd be a fool not to, right? And when I was in Springfield, Illinois over the weekend playing in a golf tournament, I did a quick stop at the Taco Bell location there because it's locally owned and operated by the good folks here in our St. Louis area. That's right. I beat Porky Pig to the Springfield, Illinois Taco Bell this past weekend. But that's not the only place where they're locally owned and operated, and I support the ones that are. There's one in the Chesterfield Valley, Cape Girardeau, Jackson, Missouri. They're in Union, St. Clair, Washington. In Illinois, they're in Jerseyville, Columbia, Waterloo. I mentioned Springfield, of course. But you'll find these locally owned and, top, and operated Taco Bells right there at your disposal, at your fingertips, just about anywhere you go in our two-state area, in this regional area. Take advantage of the great prices and the great food and the amount of food for you, that you get for paying very little at Taco Bell. It has my name written all over it today, Soft Shell Tacos. Mm-mm-mm. Double meat, by the way. Or I might do double chicken. Maybe double chicken. Maybe that's the answer. Well, Hunter Hunter Biden has pleaded, uh, accepted a plea deal, I should say, in his tax and gun cases. Now, of course, not mentioning his cocaine charges that should have been filed, not mentioning his prostitution charges that should have been filed. This guy's a walking, talking criminal who's, exposed his father, of course, in these illegal shell deals, not mentioning that part that Hunter Biden played in that, accepting bribes. All of these crimes that Hunter Biden committed are going to be ignored because they're going to act as though Hunter Biden is not above the law. The Biden family is not above the law. Even though we've insulated Joe Biden from all of his various criminal behaviors and all of the bribes, Accepted by the Biden crime syndicate from other countries. We're going to ignore all of those because we're done with the Bidens now. Here it is. We've offered up Hunter Biden in a tax and gun case. We're going to fine him by golly. And then that's it. And that's all they're going to do. Now, I don't know the details yet of this case of this plea deal, but I can promise you I'm spot on with my guess. It's going to be a nothing burger, and it's going to be praised by the liberal media. That look at the independence of this Justice Department. Wow. Holy cow. They even went after a Biden. Woo! Pretty amazing. I guarantee there'll be probation involved of some sort, and that'll be that. I'm trying to find it now. Let's see what the details are. Uh, two federal misdemeanor counts of failing to pay his taxes and a separate gun possession charge that will be dismissed if he meets certain conditions. Uh <laughs> oh. So they'll recommend probation for Biden for his tax violations and no jail time. Amazing, isn't it? And they're going to tell you that this, this was a decision by U.S. Attorney David Weiss, who was nominated by Donald Trump to be U.S. Attorney. That, that means nothing. You know how the U.S. Attorney lists come? The, these things are given to a president. They wipe out all the U.S. attorneys that were there before them. And then they have a list of attorneys from some agency that keeps track of these things, that they want these guys in there. And a president never rejects any of them. So we don't know Donald or David Weiss from a hole in the wall. But according to the media reports on NBC News, this was a sweeping five-year investigation by federal prosecutors, FBI agents, and IRS officials in a Hunter Biden's conduct. Ooh. The Biden administration kept Weiss in place in order to avoid having a U.S. attorney appointed by the president oversee his son's criminal case. That's supposed to mean that Joe Biden is just, he's above the fray. Wow. That's it. You're not going to get anything else against the Bidens. His attorney, Hunter Biden's attorney, says, Hunter will take responsibility, don't you like that, take responsibility, for two instances of misdemeanor failure to file tax payments and a firearm charge will be subject to a pretrial diversion agreement and will not be the subject of the plea. Hunter believes it's important to take responsibility for these mistakes he made during a period of turmoil and addiction in his life. I mean, these people are just so full of crap. The resolution suggests the prosecutors did not find cause to file charges related to Hunter's dealings with foreign entities or other wrongdoing. (laughs) If you don't think... There are two tiers of justice in this country. You are dumber than Nicole Wallace. And I would, I would want you to call me anything except dumber than Nicole Wallace. Because if you say I'm dumber than her, I'm going to just give up on life. But if you don't believe the favoritism that was shown here is beyond disgust, then you are dumber than Nicole Wallace. That's the new standard. But wait till you hear the liberal media today. They'll be going on and on and on. You watch, mark my words. Let everyone know that this administration grants no political favors to family members. Hunter's taking responsibility. What does that mean, by the way? Is he doing some community service? Is he What is he doing exactly to take responsibility? issuing some stupid statement, oh, I goofed up, I'm sorry. It's all a disgrace, folks. And you're part of it if you don't recognize it for what it is. So shame on you if you think this demonstrates how unbiased the Justice Department is under Biden. Shame on you for being so so stupid. Because you really are. Though I really, truly doubt, other than the most diehard liberal whack, that anybody believes this was similar justice that's been handed out, similar treatment that's been afforded Donald Trump. I'm pretty sure no one believes that the two people were treated the same, except the most whacked out liberal. Hopefully you don't know one of those. If you do, discard them like the garbage. They're wacky beyond belief. All right, we'll have more on that tomorrow, though. But that's going to wrap us up for today. We're back fighting the good fight again for you tomorrow morning right here in the window world, stl-cars.com, King's Court, right here on kevinslaytonshow.com, Show.com, where you can find the podcast coming up shortly, as well as on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google, Anchor, and all of the places you'd find a podcast. You'll find ours. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody. <laughs>